Hello, family and friends. I'm honored again for day three with Pastor Terry Lynn Scott and Reverend James Randolph. Guys, it's been really a Amen. blessing. I tell you, having good Christian friends, there's nothing like it. Amen. I'm just so thankful for all the good Christian friends and this time together. It's just, you know, my old friends, when I ran out of money at the bar, then my friends yeah. were not as interested in hanging out with me <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. But good Christian friends, there's just nothing like it. So... Just today, I felt like you know uh, God dropped in my uh, heart to talk about how to find a church. Yeah. You know, I mentioned earlier about how I just prayed. It's funny how God He shows you so many things through one event, right? The first ministry God called me to is a senior home ministry, mm -hmm. and I'll never forget. I swear, if you got those people going, they'd get down the floor and they would beat the tar out of each other over their church. Yeah. Because most people confess their denominations, Lord and Savior, oh, more yeah. than they do Jesus. Wow, and it yeah. just, it just, it, I remember a guy in particular there, Jack, he'd come up to me almost every service. He said, man, I really love your message. He said, but I'm a so-and-so church. Mm -hmm. I said, Jack, it's not about that. It's about a personal relationship with yeah. Jesus. The next time it was almost like the exact same thing. Yeah. After a couple of years, Jack lost his mind. Mm -hmm. And I think about Jack on occasion because that's God sent me there for many reasons, but Jack was one of those reasons. Mm, yeah. But Jack chose his denomination as Lord and Savior more than he chose Jesus. Mm. And so, you know, I prayed about it, and you know, God led me to, to Oasis Church with Pastor Mark Pearl, and I'm forever thankful for that. But I want you guys to share a little bit about yeah. kind of your situation. James, maybe we can start with you because you are... Did, he had less mobility, I'll say, than we did yeah. during a period of time when God was working on you, yeah, right? Amen. So we'll start with you. Well, you know, I, I'm listening to you, and we're we thinking about the dynamics of everything and how the world... So, you know, the devil has set up religion. He uses religion to, to mold and captivate because even in our faith camp, word of faith camp, and where there's miracles, there's also religion. Yeah. Yep. Religion yeah. is always evident, is always prominent in, in any area of sphere of life because we live in a fallen nature and it's easy to gravitate to the religious formality. You can come, there's a lot of people, they get into the form of just coming to yeah. the church building and they, they don't realize, see, the revelation has waned. And our pastor is doing this Holy Spirit conference right now and he's talking about when you can sear your conscience. And, and it happens a lot with religious people because mm -hmm. they get started off with zeal, passion, and fire. And then somewhere along the line, in church, or what we need as a church, in the sanctuary, they got mad, they got hurt feelings, but they don't want to portray that or they want to talk about it. So they become calloused and they become seared. So many different applications you can apply yeah. right here and right now. But they do this and they don't even realize it, that it happens. Because if you don't live a life of humbling yourself daily, humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he would exalt you and lift you up. Because Jesus came to be that example yeah. as a servant. We're servants of the Most High. We're nobody special. We're human beings that serve God. That's what our whole heart is doing. We are the church. Yep. And when you have that revelation, generally you keep that revelation fresh mm. on a daily basis. And you're able to suppress and push back those religious moments that can attack you. I've been doing this for over 30 years in my walk with God well, since 1988 when I gave my life to Christ incarcerated. Yeah. Didn't know the value of a pastor. Thought a pastor was just some mamby-pamby, wimpy, sissy, little tea-sipping, you know, pansy-waist dude that, that, you know, succumbed to the congregation and whatever the board told him to do. And that's religion. When I yeah. found out, when I met a man of God like Dr. Barclay, I begged God. I said, God, is there a guy, is there a man really of this caliber? 
And if there is, I need him in my life. You know it, Lord. Yeah. And lo and behold, you know, I, 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 as you'll hear from Pastor Terry, I met his daughter. Okay. And I was the chosen, chosen one. We're, chosen. And we're, we're, the, we're chosen the chosen brothers, man. We, well, I was chosen by God to meet her at that time, coming out of incarceration and, and getting into the dynamics of church. But knowing, see, before church, before you choose a church, God will bring you to a pastor. Yeah, and the pastor is the key thing because it's not the man or the woman of God. It's the gift in them. And when you plug into the gift, that's where the miracle supply is. And then, you, so then... As we talked on a couple days ago about the, in the episode about tithing, then you won't have an issue with your money. No, nope. You won't have an issue with anything. And then when you come to deal with issues, you'll sit in your little pew seat and you'll listen to your pastor. And the Holy Spirit will use your pastor to bring something to you oh, that will on. fix your life. Man. Sorry, you get me evangelistic Preaching. here because this is our passion. Yeah. And this is why Pastor and Terry and I are, and this is why you, Greg, why we're such good friends. Because we know that the hour is short. And the hour is, is at hand that people, more than anything, you need to quit sniveling, quit being a little crybaby, get off your stinking little seat and get into church and start being a doer, a worker, and, and doing something and showing your pastor that and proving yourself that you're going to be the man or woman of God that you're called to be. And I, I don't mean to sound harsh in this, but I'm, I'm trying to be bold enough to let you know it's time. It's yeah. the hour to do it. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to pass the baton over to Pastor Terry and let him add to this because I know he's fired up on this. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't need to say anything else, my brother. Come on. <laughs> No, I, I do agree with everything James says. You know, I think of the old covenant where he'd take the place where he put his name. But in the new covenant, he didn't say they're lost with sheep without a, a church or not without a denomination, he's without a shepherd. Yeah. So Jesus, Jesus understood the idea and the transition from here's the building of a synagogue or a sanctuary over here to a, now you've got to have a man in your life. And then in Ephesians, the Bible says that he, which is Jesus, gave gifts to men for the, for the reason of the ministry, perfection, the unity of the faith. We're not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You know, I come out of the denominational church into uh, to, to the word of, and faith that we're in today, the, the level of uh, relationship that we have in Jesus. And I will tell you that we were talking there, or you were talking about Jack, and just that level of denomination. People say, well, I'm a Christian, or I'm a Catholic, or I'm a Baptist, or I'm a Methodist. And I just look at it and say, man, I just love Jesus. You know, I, I don't yeah. know if you call me anything else, just call me, a, uh, I want to yeah. love Jesus. Yeah. Amen. And I found that through the scriptures as I've studied it, and this is where I didn't realize I needed a man of God in my life, or a pastor when I was younger, is I needed somebody that had God's vision mm -hmm. for our lives that I'm supposed to connect to. Habakkuk chapter two, you know, it says write the vision down. First and foremost, we realize it's not my vision as a pastor, it's the vision of God into the heart of a man, but he sends people yeah. to that man that has the vision of God yeah. for my purpose. So my purpose was discovered not when I was in a church, but when I connected to the man. When I connected to the anointing and the gift like James talked about is, you know, the gift of Pastor Jimmy Squires was to pull the gift out of Terry Lenscott to become a pastor. Yeah. But I never knew that. Honestly, for 20 years, 25 years, I never knew that I was called to pastor. I thought I was just called, and I don't want to word just, but I was, a, I was second in charge. I was a second tier ministry. Happy, yeah. completely confident and comfortable in the ministry of helps. But it wasn't until the gift that God gave me that pulled everything out of me that I become who I am today. Mm -hmm. I don't believe I would ever be doing what I'm doing today. And I think James could agree yeah. with that and probably you, Greg, as well, if we connected to a building rather than a man. Wow, man. So true. Yeah. And so I think it's so vital that God gives you a gift 
to bring you to unity, to bring you to the perfection of your life with maturity, but it's for the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. And the building never does that. The denomination never does that. It gives you organizations to, to yeah. do things with and have some community, but it doesn't pull anything out of you. I'm not, I'm not knocking denominations, please don't say it, but it's a man. Mm -hmm. Everywhere in the Bible, God used a man. Jesus needed John the Baptist, right? Because Jesus' ministry didn't start without John the Baptist affirming he's the son of God. He needed a man in his life. The, the disciples needed Jesus. Paul needed Barnabas, right? You know, Timothy needed Paul. We go back, Joshua needed Moses. Moses needed Jethro. Je Moses also needed, uh, you know, Pharaoh's daughter. We, God uses a man. He does nothing on earth without a man. Mm -hmm. And so in my life, I need a man that I need to connect to. And if I'm going to find a church, I'm going to find a man or a woman. I'm not opposed to either one right. that preaches the gospel. That's unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Very Christ. Nice. In, in a, I, I want a man in my life like our pastor, Dr. Barkley, and of course my father-in-law, who is my apostle. Uh, I want a man that's not afraid of the gospel, yeah. not afraid to be biblically correct rather than try to appease people and be culturally correct or politically yeah. correct. Uh, I'm not that at all, politically correct nor culturally correct. Uh, so I, I, my challenge is, you know, we're talking about eternity. We're not talking about just a social aspect yeah. and a social club. And I need somebody that has studied their Bible that has told me how to live the life today and ensure that I make heaven tomorrow. That's uh, and that's the key. And a building will never do that. You know, right. But I need a man in my life. Yeah, so That's he, the value of church right there. Yeah. Amen. You know, I want to add uh, one way to find out where you're not supposed to be at church. If your pastor is not preaching out of that oh, word man. of God regularly. Yeah. Right, and digging into that word, you're going to the wrong church. Come and on. another key is if, if your church has changed in the last 10 or 20 or 30 years, mm. then you probably need to pack up your stuff and find <laughs> you a church because God has not changed. No. I want to add to that. Yes, it's got to be a church that not only preaches the word of God because the word of God is being diluted and transcribed right. into a different dimension Amen. that is not even uh, relating to the righteousness Come of on. God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So if your pastor loses his edge of righteousness, and and, yeah. and longing to be holy in the presence of God because that's what a pastor does. That's why you come to church. You come yeah. to the house of God to get yeah. perfected for the building up of, for the edifying of, so you can go out into the world and be the evangelist that we're all called come to be. On, that's what that's what that yeah. platform's all about, and we should, all should be doing it. So yeah, right, we'll yeah. catch you on another uh, another podcast here. We're going <laughs> yeah. to close this one out. Yeah, you guys want to close this out in prayer? It'd be I'd awesome. Love to. Father, yeah. in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you for this hour, yes. this time Lord, together. Lord, we thank you, you, Father God, that you're anointing is going out over the airwaves, yes. touching, changing, yeah, and transforming lives, Great. but yet pulling people in closer thank and closer you. to you through the pastor, you, through the through the through the building up of. In the name of thank Jesus, we give you all the glory and honor and praise. Amen. Amen. Well folks, you can contact us at celebrate Jesus Ministry at gmail.com. We sure love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.